0: This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms.
1: When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy.
0: Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney and next to me as always is Matt.
2: Hello. It's nice to finally get this recording underway there, dear. Still got the giggles, have we? (laughs)
0: Okay, so I can't, I can't stop laughing today, and I don't know why, and every time Matt looks at me, I'm forcing him to look away from me, because every time he looks at me, he gives me this weird look, and I just start laughing again. Ooh, so this is about take three of trying to get this intro of this podcast done, so yay, we're into it, and we've started, stop, now he's looking at me again. Okay, how are you, Matt? Stop
2: (laughs) I'm fantastic Thank you for the introduction Thank you for the giggles You reckon you you got this in you? I do You okay there? I'm fine You gonna hold it down? Yes Yeah? Yes What are we actually doing here?
0: We are talking about today's topic Which is how do we stay motivated? Okay, who's we? You and me
2: Alright, so us So yes, this is I'm actually surprised we haven't done a podcast on this already.
0: I agree. I, I because it is shocked. by
2: far the question I've been asked the most. Yeah. Um, over the last couple of years, and it's a question that we get asked a lot uh, as a couple. Yeah. But I also get a lot individually. So good on us for finally actually, you know,
0: recognizing that we hadn't done doing this. our
2: fucking job.
0: <laughs> Well, we've spoken about motivation before. It's not like we haven't spoken about motivation, but we we've spoken about it in in more general terms, I think, and we've given advice and we've um, done lists and things like that. But I don't think we've ever really delved into our own
2: how we approach it.
0: How we approach it.
2: No, we haven't. Um, so it is it is indeed an overdue topic because I suppose it all there's there's always the thing when you're looking to to improve at something. It's usually smart to look at what successful people do. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, fuck, we're the best, even though we are. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that. But if there's one thing we've done well, I think it is conquer the motivation mountain. I agree. Conquer mount motivation, one might say. Yes. So I think we do have some value that we can share. I, I agree. Especially given that it is an issue that, well it's the biggest overall issue that people in 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 and around weight loss have yes so we've had the questions ourselves we've run surveys about what the biggest obstacles are that people have and what's the one common word that keeps getting used
0: motivation it's
2: motivation so it's a it's a conjunction or it comes in conjunction with how do we also stay on top of things? So it's definitely high time that we address it.
0: Yes, absolutely. So
2: it is indeed the biggest overall issue that people have when it comes to weight loss.
0: I I agree, but I also think that it's a it's something that is heavily, heavily overstated and overrated.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. Um. There is too much. There is too much emphasis put on the idea of being motivated whether it's a you know, in terms of being a make or break thing. Mm. So I didn't achieve what I wanted or I'm not going to achieve what I want to achieve because I'm not motivated. Yeah. There's there's way too much emphasis on it uh, because you and I can definitely sit here and say till we go blue in the face that motivation or willpower alone is not going to get you there. Yeah, I agree. If you if you go into it, if you say look I want to drop four dress sizes, I want to lose 30 kilos, I want to do whatever. And you then say, I just need to be motivated to do it. Well, no. Yeah. It's something that we're going to touch on as we get into this episode and sort of unpack this. But even now, there's plenty of times where you and I aren't motivated.
0: Oh, yeah. Heaps.
2: Um, I would actually say for us that is normal, but we work around it, which we'll explain ...through the course of this show.
0: And I think it's a day-to-day occurrence, really. I mean, there's something in your life you're not motivated to do. It
2: might be an hour-to-hour occurrence. It is with me sometimes.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. So I think that it... We... I don't think we put a, a... There's certain areas in our life we don't focus on it at all... ...even though it's always there, you know. And then... For some reason with weight loss... It just becomes this super, super big problem that everybody wants to focus on and everybody wants to see as the uh, as the, the the big mountain to have to conquer in order to achieve any sort of goal. Um, but then you know, there's other areas of our life we we do things and we feel unmotivated to do it, but we do it anyway and we don't even think about it.
2: Well, I'm glad you said that because let's look at the um, let's say our jobs. Mm. So. How often in our lives have we woken up, for example, on a Monday after a great weekend and gone, oh, fucking got to go to work?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, got to get out of bed. <laughs> like, yeah, just dude. just to begin with. Like, yeah. oh, God damn it. Yeah, like, be, I have to actually get up. I
2: have to get up. I have to, you know, I have to dress myself. Yeah. And then get in the car, get on the train, get on the bus, whatever, and I have to go to work. And... I guarantee you, there's if you're anything like us, there's been plenty of times where you don't want to. Yeah. But guess what? You do it anyway. A
0: hundred percent.
2: You do it anyway.
0: And for a lot of people, it's it they feel unmotivated, but it never it never occurs to them to do anything else because you, you know why? You Just go on autopilot.
2: Now, but also why though?
0: Because you just know that you have to.
2: Yeah, because there's because there's an outcome at the end. Yeah. So the outcome is I've got a career. I've got a job, etc., because I need to pay the bills. I've
0: got responsibilities. I've got
2: responsibilities. I need to put the food on the table. So you do it. You do what you know you have to do, even when you don't really want to do it.
1: Mm.
2: And that leads into the real, I think what is the real issue here when it comes to the discussion of motivation is it's a, the question or the, the statement I want to make is, is it motivation or is it commitment that's actually missing mm. with someone not getting what they want? So to me, the job analogy is pretty solid because even on those days where you couldn't be staffed going to work, you do anyway because you're committed to the outcome it's going to get you. Yes. So there's almost like a cold, hard logic there. I need to pay the bills. I need to achieve X, Y, Z. I need to do this to get there.
0: And you can translate that back to the weight loss.
2: Yes, you can. But I think where people get tripped up is that because there's so much emotion wrapped up in it. Mm. Because for a lot of us work um is a it's a logical step. It's a yeah. it's a tool slash a stepping stone to achieve some sort of desired outcome. Yes. Where when you think about it, so is weight loss. Weight loss is the desired outcome that you that you have for for you know for doing whatever XYZ is, exercise, eating, sleeping, blah blah blah. But because there's so much emotion attached into it. I think that's where motivation becomes a big talking point and a big thing that people focus on. Mm. Yet we've discovered over time um, that you know it's not going to get you there and it's not the most important thing.
0: No. No. I, it, it is far too emphasised to me in the whole...
2: It is overemphasised. Yeah. But we're not going to sit here and say it's it's not a factor because, yeah, it is. Because we go through it ourselves. Yes. So we we can't sit here and say that, oh, Courtney and Matt, yeah, we're motivated all the time. Fucking no, we're not. No. Ha! There are so many things. Um, I mean, we love what we do, but we don't love everything about our lives. There's, there's some things where it's like this needs to happen as part of what we have to do to get a certain outcome. Mm. Okay. Yet, how many? I know for myself, the amount of, I can count. Well, the amount of times I've had to do something that I haven't particularly enjoyed, when instead I would rather go and play video games. If I had a dollar for every time this occurred, I'd be I'd be living on Matt Island. Correct. Probably somewhere on the moon because <laughs> <laughs> I built my own moon base with all my dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So I think the discussion that we're going to have here is. No, we're not going to sit here and just say, "Oh, if you focus on motivation, you're wrong," because it is—it is a factor. Yeah, it is a factor. We're going to discuss how Courtney and I work around that factor. Yes, how we sort of take it out of the equation. Yes. So to speak.
0: Yes. So to begin with, I just want to pose a question, Matt. Ooh. We're gonna we're gonna go in more detail, obviously, and break down into sort of different categories of our life where motivation could play a, a play a role and how we deal with it and
2: where it does play a role, where
0: it does play a role, where it doesn't, and we're gonna give it our each individual opinions on those sort of subcategories. But just to begin with, I'll pose a question that we'll both answer. Hit me. Which is overall. Overall, what do you think your number one tip for overcoming the, the fixation of motivation has been for you? I can give mine first Go for if it. you'd like. Go for it. Um, so mine, I think, by far has been the biggest lesson that I've learned and the biggest tip that I could give overall as a general would be that I think for me not looking at My weight loss in terms of time has been huge for me in terms of a timeline, in terms of a start and a finish date. So, you know, looking at it as just literally, I know it sounds really like wanky to say, oh, it's a lifestyle change and talk about all this lifestyle stuff, but it really is. And to look at it in terms of changing my lifestyle. So this is just my life now. Like this is just how I live my life. I exercise. I eat good food. I watch what I eat. I, you know, I have all of these things. I prep my food every week and, and you know, I don't eat takeaway food. And, you know, these sort of things, it's just become part of my everyday routine in my everyday life and I think in the past where I had gone wrong was always setting a start and a finish date so for me everything that I did and it wasn't just based around my goals it was just generally I was going to eat this and do this for this time to this time
2: I believe that's called a diet
0: yes So, you know, obviously setting dates and things like that for your goals is is a whole different thing. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just generally
2: How long you're going to be doing this routine
1: for. Exactly. Okay, yeah. I
0: changed it from having a start and a finish date to just accepting that this is now my life. And this is how I live and this is my normal. So, you know, when I go away on holidays or whatever, I'll still work out. And people say to me, Why are you working out? You're on holidays. And it's because well that's just what I know to do and that's how my body feels good if I'm working out and I'm staying active. So that's what I'm going to do and that's just become my new normal and so as a general rule obviously when we talk about it when, when we talk about it in our subcategories I'll go into a little bit more but as a general rule I very very rarely ever think about motivation. All now. right
2: so you're you're asking on a macro level before yes. we dive into the micro level like we spoke about before we started recording. Yes. Okay So now now that you've elaborated on that, I can answer the question very easily. So on the macro level of um, myself dealing with motivation on a whole, um, it always, for me, is a very simple thing. It comes down to you ask yourself, why are you doing this? Mm. And that's where I touched on it before, motivation versus commitment. If you're committed to an outcome that is very, very important to you, and this is why I use the work analogy. If you're committed to an outcome that's important to you, You don't need to be motivated. You're just going to do it. Yeah. So where I find a lot of people get tripped up isn't actually a lack of motivation Mm. because to me, a lack of motivation means you're human because you're going to have those days where you couldn't be fucked. Mm. I would probably say I have those days more often than I don't. However, for me personally, overall, whatever I'm doing, I'm tying it to an outcome that is very, very, very important to me. If the outcome isn't really emotional or important to me, have a guess what's going to happen. Nothing. (laughs) I'm not going to get it. It's very easy. A lot of people will set goals. I suppose it's a goal setting thing here as well. Yeah. Setting goals they think they need versus setting goals that they actually want. Yes. So the discussion of goal setting as it relates to motivation has to be around an emotional outcome that is really important Now, that emotional outcome can be an achievement. I think it can also be removing something that causes you pain.
1: Mm.
2: Now, I don't just mean physical pain. I mean emotional and mental pain. So, very, very simple for a lot of people could be, if you don't like what you see in the mirror, perhaps a good goal is to fix that. Yes. So, the commitment here is to being proud of what you see in the mirror and being proud of the person that you are. Now, if turning that around and taking away that pain point is something that's going to change your life in very meaningful ways, you'd be surprised how little motivation actually comes into it. Oh, yeah. So I found that with myself, that's what really you know helped me ramp things up was I just did not want to be the way I used to be.
1: Mm.
2: And where these days it's more a case of I've gone from like, I'm not, I'm not ever going to go back to what I used to be, but what drives me now in terms of commitment is setting goals for myself that are achievements that are going to push me out of my boundaries yeah. and force me to develop and grow personally and also professionally. But I've got to, the, the, the challenges have to be there and the reward has to be worth it. So I know for me, I often on a big scale will take motivation out of the equation by having an outcome that is very, very powerful to me. So, for example, um, Courtney and I, for a couple of years, did a lot of sacrificing living in a very, very, very small little house. Mm. Actually, I wouldn't even call it a house. (laughs) Uh, More like a dog kennel.
0: It wasn't that small, but yes, it was very small.
2: Well, small enough, and given, given I'm a hoarder, as as Courtney will gladly, I don't
0: know if you're a hoarder as much as you're a collector. Uh, I
2: hoard certain things. <laughs> yes, I hoard hoarder certain slash things. collector. Hoarder hoard slash collector, in particular,ly of electronics and video games. Yes. So it's a main. It's my main hobby. I I just I'm just a nerd, a proud card carrying nerd, and I love computer games. I love technology. I love all those cool toys. That, that's my thing. Mm. So the anchor point for me with being really on the ball, for example, being a hard worker, is I want to set myself up with a really cool man cave. Mm. That was the anchor point that drove me to work so hard to get better, for example, as a trainer and be better at helping people. Because I learned along the way that if you want to help yourself you'd be surprised at how rewarding helping others can be as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. Give, give us gain, one might say.
1: Mm.
2: Um, and that that led to me really developing a work ethic that got the outcome that I wanted. Now I've got the man cave. Yeah. And believe me, all along the way, the last probably five years, there's been plenty of times where it's like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not like, put it this way. I, I, I know I haven't said this to many people, but there has been quite a number of times through my, my career as a trainer and a coach, so I've thought about leaving. Mm. It's easier to go back to the office, to go back to the nine to five. Yeah. I've had that thought on more occasions than I can probably care to admit. Now, what's kept me from doing that is one, I love what I do overall. But also, I'm working towards an outcome that's very important to me. I think when that outcome is missing, that's where things start to get in the way, or it's easier to sort of pull the pin, oh, I'm not going to do it now.
0: Yeah, I agree. So,
2: Did I answer that question effectively, or have I just babbled on too much?
0: No, that was a really good answer to that question. So, well, I wanted to start off with sort of an overview of how, well, the main thing that we've each learnt from being able to set aside motivation and how to keep it sort of buried away. Um, But in terms of, I think, going deeper into it. Give me specific. Which is going to help more people, I think, and help you listening, that if we get a bit more specific into the categories that you were probably going through as well. So first...
2: Well, before we just continue, keep in mind as well, what we've just spoken about is an overall scale but all the little things we're about to now break down into had to have worked up into that.
0: Correct. Correct. Good point.
2: So we, Courtney and I have um, five individual, let's call them micro-categories. Yes. That people struggle with when it comes to motivation. And we personally have had, have had struggles with these as well. So we're going to unpack these little micro-issues and then talk about how we have overcome them or how we work around them.
0: Yes, and number 1 is exercise. Okay.
2: So, quite often you're going to Well, we we've heard, like I've heard a gazillion times, I didn't get to the gym because I wasn't motivated to go. Yeah. I've had that. Yeah. Stacks of stacks and stacks and stacks of times, especially for me at the start. Mhm. Um I just would just did not want to go. Yes. You ever had that yourself?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's generally uh, quite wide known now for anyone who listens to our podcast on a regular basis, how much I despise exercise.
2: You may have said that once or um, twice.
0: I think I've brought it up. Um, but yes, I do despise exercise. I don't...
2: Uh, you dislike it more than I do.
0: I don't know how anybody would like it, personally, but there are people out there that oh, plenty, do. plenty. Plenty But do. good on you for, for having, you know, that love for it, but... Yeah, I'm definitely not one of them. So would, I, do you,
2: would you say then for yourself that when it comes to motivation, exercise is the biggest challenge for you because of how much you dislike it, you've got to really build yourself up to do it.
0: Yeah, exercise and food are probably, you know, food is going to be the n- number two. So we'll leave that one for then. But exercise and food are pretty um, pretty up there for me, um, pretty similar um, and I'll explain more about that when we get to the next topic of food. But exercise is definitely up there. Like just the thought of going to do it just is like, ugh. you know, like not even getting changed and actually getting to the gym.
2: Well, do you want to share what you asked me before we started recording about speaking of exercise today?
0: Well, yes, actually. Um, I am due to do a cardio session today. And I'm not running at the moment because I have a bit of a niggly shoulder, a rotator cuff at the moment. And when I'm running, if I drop my posture at all, my shoulder will start to hurt. So rather than take the risk that um, I'm going to aggravate it, I have aggravated it.
2: (laughs) Is your shoulder sore from carrying me through life? (laughs) I'm weighing it down, am
0: I? Uh, Yeah, I'm avoiding running at the moment, so I would usually go for a run today, but I'm just going to do a bit of a home workout today. And I have asked Matt if he will take me through it. Why? Because I push harder when there's somebody else there. So even if that other person isn't even doing the same thing I'm doing, like he could litch. Matt, I said, we'll do it over lunchtime while he's eating, and he can just (laughs) sit there and
2: bark out orders
0: bark out orders but i even if he was sitting there not even telling me what to do but just the fact that he's sitting there um it would make me push harder and that that's just the way it works for me so that's why i always try to do cardio with other people where i can um even if they're doing something else at the same time they're still there and so I, for some, I just push harder. I don't know whether it's because I don't want to look soft in front of other people, or I don't want to look weak, or you know, um, it's just something triggers me. It and works. there's if there's somebody there, um, even if they're not doing it too, I will push harder. So that is one thing for me that has always been a big thing for overcoming uh, the motivation of working out, which is always to make sure that I have somebody to work out with um or go to the gym with um matt and i we go to the gym all the time together and we very rarely do the same thing so we might do the same thing in terms of working out the same area of the body so we generally have the same leg day together or something like that same upper body day but we have different exercises that we do so we'll often be in different areas of the gym but just this the the fact that he's there and That's also one of the reasons we joined a commercial gym and we don't even work out in our own um, studio is because when you're in a commercial gym, for me, there's other people around you and they're not watching you. You know, They they don't even know you. But just having the atmosphere of people working out around you helps me uh, push harder and get it done.
2: That makes the two of us.
0: So that has been a big factor for me. Um, My next big... um, factor for overcoming motivation with exercising, which I think is going to be your um, biggest one, Matt. So I'll let you touch on it, which I think is going to be your answer for overcoming mostly everything on our list, which is headphones.
2: <laughs> Not quite, but it's up there.
0: <laughs> but yes, I definitely having headphones is uh, has been huge for me as well. So I can thank Matt for that one because very early days he. Highly recommended that I wear headphones to the gym, and I have never looked back.
2: Well, there is the part where mostly gym music is shit.
0: It generally is. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes our gym has good music. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know, but I I know only because Matt's headphones broke, and I... Over,
2: overuse. <laughs> yes. Overuse.
0: He broke his headphones, so when we went to the gym... Uh...
2: I wouldn't say I broke them. I'd say they've just been worn down.
0: On Friday when we went to the gym, I, I because I'm such a nice person, I gave him my headphones and I worked out with no headphones and I can tell you that the gym music wasn't that bad.
2: Yeah, so what 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 is it for you then that gets you motivated to exercise?
0: For me, it, it always comes back down to, f- for a lot of this, I think because I've trained myself to the point where all I think about now is the reason why I'm doing it. So, if I ever have second thoughts about what I'm doing, I always remind myself of why I'm going to the gym.
2: Was it that way when we first met? No. Okay, what got you into the gym then? Was it the accountability of working with someone?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And the fact that you had the hotspot trainer?
0: <laughs> yeah, that one too. I knew it. I knew <laughs> Needed it. Needed to impress.
2: <laughs> I knew it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely the accountability of working with someone. And that and that's why I seeked out a trainer in the first place because I'd been trying to do it for, by myself for so long uh, I, and I was clearly not going anywhere.
2: By the way, there is a podcast topic that must we must hit in the near future. The whole thing of, oh, it's okay, I'll do it on my own.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so i uh, i was definitely not going anywhere i had worked with a trainer um about a year or two before meeting matt for a short period of time and i had got some great results that then did you yeah i didn't know that it wasn't like in a gym or anything it was the it was just the husband of um, a girl i worked with who was a trainer he used to do a little bit on the side um but it wasn't like weightlifting. it was more cardio based uh, stuff that I did with him. So we don't get
2: big and bulky, you know. Don't so I,
0: it was mostly just what I was doing at the gym anyway. It was just that he was telling me what to do. Um, and I, it was only for a short period of time, but I did manage to lose uh, some weight doing that. But then, of course, when I went back to doing it by myself, I wasn't pushing very hard and I wasn't... Doing other things. I would literally just go to the gym and walk on the treadmill. Wait. So...
2: So you're saying that the whole I'll do it by myself thing is largely bullshit?
0: Yeah. No. I know, right? No. <laughs> so I... Um, yeah, I, I was struggling. I put all the weight that I had lost back on, plus more, I think.
2: Stop stop me if you've heard that one before.
0: Yeah. And... Uh, and because I was a member of a commercial gym at the time, I just asked about personal training because I got to the point where I knew, I i, I just knew that I was not going to be able to do it on my own. As much as I wanted to, as much as I um, was a full tight ass and didn't want to pay anyone, I um, just knew, I knew I couldn't do it on my own. And I was so unhappy that something had to give. Uh, so I asked and that's how I met Matt. But that would be the main reasons, though, that I um, got over that, that roadblock of motivation to, to work out. Um, definitely now, all I think about when I can't be bothered going to the gym is why I'm going. And, 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 and that's not only because of my goals, as Matt said earlier, it's the commitment to why you're doing it. But also because I just know that my body feels like shit if I don't work out. Because, you know, in the past if something's happened or, you know, it's been one of those weeks where, um, maybe I'm, I feel like I'm fighting off an illness or something like that. And, and I'm not working out, or I've just had a really big heavy block of 12 weeks of, of lifting weights. And I say, you know what, I'm going to take a week off before starting again, just to let my body deload that week. Oh mate, it sucks. You can't wait for the week off because you're like, oh, I'm so sick of working out, I'm so sick of going to the gym, and then you get to the week off and you're like, oh, I just feel shit, like my body feels sluggish, and you know, you just you actually miss the gym. So I, um, that's the, probably the other thing that I think about when I think I can't be bothered going to the gym. Those are the two main things that, that get me through. Matt, you.
2: Um, for me, there's it, probably two things. Uh, the first one is. How I view exercise—it means to an end. Mm. So, I want to achieve A, B, C. Well, I need to do X, Y, Z to get there. I can't achieve goals on good intentions alone. Mm. Funnily enough, no one can. No. So, to me, if I you know I want to achieve a certain look or improve um, my body shape, for example, sitting at home on the couch is not going to do it, is it? No. You know, so to me, the first thing is, it's means to an end. I want to get this, then I have to do that. Okay, cool. So that does, I suppose, it's, it's my way of saying what you said, Courtney, it's, it's the outcome. Yeah. Um, the second thing you've already sort of given away is what's then going to get me um, in the mood to do it. So, yeah, there is, there is the headphones. Like, I'm very rarely seen without them when I do things that I find mundane, but it's not so much um you know just the headphones it's it's the mental the mental boost it gives me so in the gym doing weights I'm always listening to music but it's music that I like that fires me up.
0: It's also what you do on the way to the gym. Like you don't just start the music though Matt when you get to the gym. You start the music when you're leaving the house.
2: I've got to get in a certain
0: mood. Yeah. So I mean that works for you. What you- sort of music do you listen to? Because <laughs> that often, you know, it works for different people. I mean, some people are really big into sort of techno dance music. Some people get fired up by heavy metal sort of um, rock music. Some people get fired up by just, you know, Beyonce. Like, I don't know.
2: Um, it it depends on the mood I want.
1: Mm.
2: So if I, if I know that, okay... It's going to be a big one today, or especially towards the end of a program where you're hitting the big numbers. Mm. It, I need to have some aggression. Mm. I can't. I personally have learned over time. I can't go to the gym in a good mood, Mm. because good mood doesn't try as hard as bad mood or aggressive mood.
0: It's probably a good thing then that you, um, when you don't really want to go to the gym, because you're already pissed off that you're going to (laughs) go.
2: Yeah, I suppose. Um, so often, often it'll be something rather, rather heavy uh, and loud. And often it'll be something heavy and loud from the eighties. So I do like hair metal, cock rock, as it's called. Really, um, it?
0: I've never heard that before ever. Ah, uh, well. What?
2: Fuck, what do you know, mate? I've
0: heard of <laughs> hair metal.
2: Okay, that's okay. Anyway, um, I do, I do like it uh, loud and aggressive. Yes. Uh, but that's only with weights. Um, I no, I haven't listened to music when doing, for example, like a, a cardio session by myself or, or the two of us for pff, 10 years. Wow. Um, it's now all audio books and podcasts. Mm. Um, because I've, I've noticed over time that, um, like if, if we're doing like a hill sprint session together, I can push my body and, and you've seen it like fly up the hills with you but mentally, my brain is digesting something that interests me.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I think this is also going to lead into our number two, which is food.
2: Well, I was just going to say, before we move on to the next one, if, if, if you said to me, like Courtney, you said to me, oh, we're doing a, a hill sprint session together today, but Matt, you have to do it without headphones. I'm going to suck. Yeah, because I'm going to want it to be over as soon as I can because I'm not mentally engaged. It's just the way I know that I'm wired. So for me, having having something that's mentally engaging me while I'm doing it, um, I push harder. I get the full session done, and there's no compromise.
1: Mm.
2: Where without headphones, I've noticed in the past, I've compromised. Get it over and done with. Yeah, I personally think if I, well, for me, if I go into it with that sort of a mindset, it's not going to be the quality that I think it should be.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think that what you listen to in those sort of situations, there's no right or wrong. It's like what suits you.
2: The amount of people, when they've asked me, oh, what do you listen to? And I say, oh, not music. It's like, a, like I remember last year, I did um, quite a few of my intense cardio sessions listening to the Game of Thrones audiobooks. So I went through like 220 hours worth of Game of Thrones audiobooks. When I've told people that, the looks I've gotten, <laughs> a lot like the look you're giving me right now.
0: Yeah, well, I mean it's just it's just different for every but person. It works. it works it works for you. Yeah. See, for me, my brain when I'm doing something like that, like intense cardio or weights, I my brain won't take in audiobooks or educational podcasts anything like that because it's focusing on like not dying. Um, so you're saying that
2: you don't listen to the weight loss podcast when doing a cardio session?
0: I don't. No. But I mean, everybody's different. So I save my podcasts and my audiobooks for my walks and for food shopping and food prepping.
2: Which will now a great segue. I know, right? Let's How now good get into the, the second micro category of people struggle uh, with a lot when it comes to motivation. It's what we, we're going to call it food which is a gigantic catch-all phrase, but we're in particular talking about breaking this down into the food choices that we make. Yes. But also what's required to make the food choices. So, you know, shopping, preparation, cooking, etc. cetera. Mm. So I'll let you kick this one off, Courtney. Um, how has this affected you and how have you worked around it?
0: Well, I struggle with the, with the vegetable thing. I don't like to eat vegetables.
2: Yes, I've noticed.
0: And I struggle with that a lot. I've always struggled with um, the amount of food, eating the amount of food um, that you have to for your metabolism to really function properly. Because I went for so many years trying to decrease the amount of food that I was eating. Getting my head around now, you know, increasing the amount of food you're eating, but in a good way, um, which is going to work in your favor has been always a big challenge for me. Um, and then obviously just having some variety in my food is always a challenge for me because I get bored of what I eat really quickly. Mm. And then once I get bored of what I eat, it becomes like to the point where I'd literally rather go hungry than eat it. Like it, 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 if I overeat a certain dish, like it gets to the point where I can't even smell it. And it's just like, oh, it puts me right off it. So I have to be always on my, um, um, keep that in the front of my mind to every, you know, so often I've got to switch up what I'm eating and come up with really great new alternatives. And I'm definitely not a chef. (laughs) So that is also a big challenge for me, um, is coming up with new varieties of food or new ways to cook food or new flavors to put in food, things like that, that's going to keep things interesting for me. Um, so those are probably my big problems that I've had with, um, I guess the food category. The shopping part for me is not a big problem. I actually don't mind going grocery shopping and, uh, Matt will explain his, um, love for grocery shopping in a minute, but I, I actually don't mind the grocery shopping to me is the easiest part. It's, it's the, the coming up with recipes, the cooking, um, and the eating it, which I find, um, sometimes challenging, but the grocery shopping part I find easy. I, I can and can't, I, it doesn't really matter to me whether I have headphones, I don't have headphones on um, in the grocery shopping sort of time frame. but I would prefer to have headphones and that's where, as I said, I listen to things like audiobooks and podcasts, uh, things that I'm absorbing information Um that that's where I listen to to those sort of things. I definitely really like to listen to them as well because they often go for um extended period of time. Especially the audio books go for a long time. So having such a long you know period there where I can go do my grocery shopping, come home, chop up all my food, cook, put it all away. You know I'm getting a really good chunk of time in there. Where I can get through an audio book and things like that, rather than you know being able, being able to find two hours of your life where you can just sit down and read, um, probably without falling asleep for me is is challenging. So having that time to be able to get that in is really helpful for me, and it makes the time go so much faster. Like the the cooking time, the prepping time. If I've got something to listen to or something to watch on my phone, it, like it just. It makes the time go so much quicker and it makes such a mundane task um, become really enjoyable. So I really like uh, to do that. And then in terms of also, I mean, I think pretty much remembering um, my commitment as to why I'm doing it is going to be one of my answers to every one of these uh, point because it really is the, the, the main thing that goes through my head whenever I have those um, times where I second guess what I'm doing because I still have them. Matt, I think you would still have them. Sometimes when you second guess like, oh, you know, do I really have to go grocery shopping? Um, it might just be for a, a split second that that might go through your head.
2: Not anymore, but I'll discuss how that came to be shortly.
0: And it doesn't happen to me very often, but if it ever did, it would be um, for a split second. And all I have to do is remind myself as to why I'm doing it. And again, I I think the main reason, and that's why I wanted to touch on it before we went into these Um, sort of subcategories I think the main reason why it doesn't happen to me very often where I think about it is because it's just become such a way of life for me and I've really just accepted this as my normal life and once I made the decision to really accept this as just my everyday life everything really sort of clicked into place for me and it became really easy to just not think about it, not think about motivation, not think about am I motivated to go to the supermarket and to get food um, it 's not even a question I ask myself where it just it 's just what happens um, a couple of times a week, I go to the supermarket and I stock up and I come home and I cook food you know like i'll be i 'll be cooking today so it's it 's not even sort of like a question it 's just what i do and and it never goes through my mind ever. I could actually say it 's never gone through my mind. If I've been at the fridge and there's not much there to eat, and it's late, and I, you know, and you're stuffed, and you know, like you've had a big day and you're tired, it's never crossed my mind to just go and get takeaway or something like that. It just doesn't enter my head. It's just I've got to go to the supermarket and get something for dinner.
2: That's normal now.
0: It's just become such a normal way of life that that is just all I think about.
2: Um, which is that's kind of like a sneak preview for our third point. That we'll get into. Um, I'm really
0: said going well today, then, yeah, aren't very much I? So. Like by accident, I think.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, deliberate. it's all on Come purpose. On. Yeah, yeah, of course. So with myself, there's two ways I break this up. Um, there is, on the one hand, there is making the conscious choices of what am I putting into my body. Um, there is the motivation to do that, and then there is the motivation to actually facilitate that being possible. Which you sort of touched on when it comes to shopping,
0: because
2: mm. I fucking hate it.
0: No, <laughs> um,
2: I detest, I did, I personally detest cooking, love eating, but detest cooking and detest shopping. However, again, as I said, with exercise means to an end. So, I it's it's unfortunately all too common when it comes to weight loss to put all the emphasis purely on exercise. I know because I've done it myself where it's all about the workouts and not about everything else. Mm. Except the workouts generally comprise roughly 3% of your week. So then what are you doing for the other 97% of your week? You know what I mean? Yeah. So again, there's means to an end. So as Courtney touched on before, the old, good old headphones, for me, again, it's a mental stimulus. I personally find shopping and cooking to be boring. Quite frankly, I find it boring and not engaging. I, it doesn't get, it, I don't get creative kicks out of whipping up dishes. Mm. That's just not for me. So for a lot of people, it is. Cool. Go for it. For me personally, it doesn't, it doesn't light my fire. So I just have things in place where I'm going to be mentally engaged in something that is of interest to me. So I may want to catch up on the latest free agent signings in the NFL off season, mm. or, or 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 the latest video game news, or you know, pick a topic that I like here. So I'm mentally going to be engaged while my body's on autopilot, doing the thing it has to do to facilitate the goal I want to get. Mm. Now, when it comes to the actual discussion about motivation to, for example, make certain food choices, um, for me, there's almost two different parts to this, where initially when I first was getting started, it's like, okay, I've been eating all this junk food for so long and now I'm a disgusting blob. Mm. Right. So, the motivation there wasn't more about, oh, I've now got to... I've got to eat healthy. It's more this food that I've been eating for so long has done this to me. Mm. So the motivation was, you know, was there to, well, I've got to start to gradually make some changes. And I think the biggest thing for me when it comes to losing all that weight wasn't what I ate, it was actually what I didn't eat. So, you know, cutting back on the alcohol because I was a, a fairly heavy drinker um cutting back on all the junk food because all I would have day in day out was junk food and then start to replace it with you know common sense choices but they were common sense choices that I didn't have to force mm. they were things that I liked the taste of and I would experiment and this this even has translated through to today modern times for me where it's easy for me to make good food choices because I like what I have. I think if you are forcing yourself to eat food that you quite frankly don't like the taste of... One, it's a diet. Two, it's easy to lose motivation because you're not looking forward to it.
0: I totally agree with so that. So I
2: look forward to all the meals that I have these days because I fucking love my food. I love, I love how I put... I mean, I'm not the best cook in the world... But what I put together, one, isn't going to poison me, um, which is useful. Um, Two, it's just yum. Because the amount of tastes and textures and flavors, and I I go sweet and savory mixed together. I go hot and cold mixed together. Mm. It just does it for me. I love it. Different spices, chili paste, salt and pepper, blah, blah, blah. It's fantastic. So for me, I get excited when it's time to eat. Because I know I'm going to like what I'm having, mm. so it's easy for me to be motivated to make good food choices when I like what I'm having. I, I think you'll find um, for yourself listening if if you don't if you don't feel motivated to make good food choices, you may not be having food that you really like. Mm. You may need to look at finding ways to sort of spice it up um, and turn. I think personally, because food is an emotional thing for all of us, and we're all emotional eaters. Eating food should not be a chore. No. If it's a chore, then to me it becomes unsustainable. And sooner or later, you're going to bounce back the other way. Mm. So that's how I, I work past the, the food choices thing. I have gradually learned over time what I like.
1: Mm.
2: And I make sure that the, the choices I'm making are congruent with the goals I want to achieve, but I'm enjoying having them. So I don't have to force myself to put it down. I woof it down because I love it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What's the next one?
0: The next one is uh, sticking to it and not giving up too soon.
2: Right. How often do you hear of people that might start, oh, I'm going to the gym, I'm back in the gym, i got a new trainer and I'm doing this great program and two weeks later I'm out. Yeah. It didn't work. I didn't lose 20 kilos in a day.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of that's a really good... like. I know you were joking, but I think that's Am a, I? I think that's a really good one, which is I think in those sort of situations it often comes down to a couple of things, which is the expectations weren't realistic.
1: Yes. So
0: they they um once you get disappointed if you've got an idea in your mind that something's going to be a certain way and it's not realistic in the first place, well, you're just setting yourself up to fail. Yep. And then when you fail, you're going to feel shit and you're going to quit. So that's that often is why why that happens. Uh, I think the other reason why it happens, giving up too soon and not sticking to it, is just what you said before, Matt, which is it's unsustainable. You're being required to eat food that you don't like, or to cut out foods that are unrealistic, and it or will, you're being
2: too restrictive.
0: Being too restrictive. Uh, you're maybe eating food that you don't actually like. Your the exercise requirement is is to a point where it's unsustainable long-term.
2: You're trying to change too much at once.
0: Trying to t- change too much at once. It's, um, yeah, I mean, insert problem here. It, it 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 could be too time. It could be something gets you to go to the gym twice a day or, you know, it, it's all these sort of things. It could be something that just has a start and a finish date on it, which was what I spoke about earlier in the podcast, and that becomes you know, too much pressure or... I mean, it could just be that you started something and your goals weren't important enough to you in the first place to start.
2: All right. And the first
0: hurdle came up and you gave up.
2: Question for you then, wife. Why or what has... Since you and I have met, what has prevented you from giving up?
0: I think um, probably a combination of the things I just spoke about in terms of my... I was so unhappy and I was so ready to make a change and I was so... I just wanted the change so much that I was really committed to what I was doing and that that was I think helped by the fact that I found you and and the the program or the the way in which you worked and you taught me was it wasn't restrictive what you were you know the nutrition you were teaching me wasn't restrictive you know, the, you had the ability to make mistakes. It wasn't that you had to be 100% perfect all the time. The exercise commitment wasn't above and beyond what was, you know, realistic to fit in my life. It was probably less than
2: what you would have thought you it would was, have needed.
0: It was. Um, it wasn't restricting the amount of food I was eating. I was able to eat more food than I was which eating before. Which also was a
2: surprise for you.
0: Which was a shock. When Matt told me initially um, that I wasn't eating enough food and I was doing my best to try to not eat very much food, um, so
2: an under-eating female. Who'd have heard that one? Before?
0: Yeah, I think it was a combination of me being in the mindset where I wanted my I wanted to change more than anything, and finding you and you know you teaching me that the way that I could do it was definitely a sustainable way of living. Um I think that that was just like the perfect combination for me which made it easy to uh follow through and not give up. Yeah. Um and I think at the time as well I was I was pretty lucky as well that I had really great support around me. So there wasn't really a lot of, you know, negativity around me at the time and I was able just to to get on and um with it and and, and do it. Mm. Um so you know, I, th- I think it was just a perfect storm that all came together with that. What about yourself?
2: Um, for me, I can trace it back to one key thing. Um, right from the outset, when I had my, my snap point and decided it was time to actually knuckle down and change, right from the outset, I always had the expectation of long term. Mm. I never once thought to myself, I'm going to fix this in this period of time. Mm. All I would say to myself and all I was promising was I'm going to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes To see what the best version of me is through every area of my life Mm. So Courtney touched on expectations a little earlier That was the biggest thing for me I never went into it thinking short term, thinking quick fix It was permanent change right from the outset Mm. And that can be a, a big pill for people to swallow because obviously it is human nature to, you know, the whole instant gratification, I want it now. Mm. I mean, I'm no different. I always, I always want things now. I just had that, the mind frame right from the start of, it's however long it takes, whatever it takes, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to stop. Mm. So I went into it with that, with that mindset and I think that was the key thing for me. So even though I'm not going to sit here, and I've already given it away earlier, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and say, I've never thought about giving up. I've thought about giving up everything so many times. Mm. Um, I've thought about, you know, oh, this exercise thing's too hard, this food thing's too hard. I've thought about quitting as a PT. Mm. Stacks and stacks of times. When Courtney and I opened up our gym, it struggled at the start. And I thought about getting rid of it and going back to the office. Um, I questioned myself when we were setting up this podcast. Why are you guys doing this? You're just personal trainers. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I can't sit here and say I've never had that that thought because that would be a lie. I've had it countless times. Um, I, I think what helps me overcome is, as I said, I'm always and have always thought, play the long game.
1: Mm.
2: Give it time and be patient and allow yourself to grow into things. So that I find for me that 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 approach to things mentally has helped me get good at whatever I choose to get good at, mm. because I allow myself time to improve and to grow, and I'm also understanding of the fact that it's not going to be a smooth ride. So I also think that's where a lot of people come undone. It's not just the time frame; it's the expectation of oh, well, everything needs to go perfectly.
1: Mm.
2: Newsflash: fucking nothing will go perfectly. Yeah. Shit will 100% go wrong. That is the one guarantee you can make with anyone's weight loss or a transformation. Shit is going to go wrong mm. that you can't see coming and you can't plan for. I tend to find those times are the real test of someone's character. Anyone can be all over it when things are smooth. Mm. That's the easy part. The hard part is how do you react when presented with a challenge?
0: Yep. Love it.
2: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So I I think you'll find with the giving up too soon part, it will come down to one, expectations of time and two, expectations of difficulty. Mm. It's not going to be easy and it's not going to happen as soon as you want. Get over it. Yeah. Next one.
0: Next one, time. (laughs) Now, this relates more to time based around... Um, I don't have the time I don't to do ha- anything. Yeah, thank you. So it's more about our day-to-day time management.
2: Now we we have done a podcast on this. Yes, um, which I will look up the episode number now, but yes. it is still worth touching on because time is also a um, a big obstacle that we've that we've been told and we've spoken about with people that we've worked with and people that we know.
0: Yeah, and so, a lot of people obviously. I mean, these are categories where people have mentioned to us motivation and these different categories in the same sentence. So when people talk about time management, they often talk about it in terms of um, motivation and they relate it back to the fact that they're just not motivated and that's why they don't make the time.
2: Well, the, just, just for reference, the, the, re- the episode we did on this was episode 12 How to Lose Weight When You're Just Too Busy. So you'll find that in the archives at where, Courtney?
0: Theweightlosspodcast.com.
2: Thank you very much. But So we're not going to get too in-depth into it here because we've already done it, but just as a sort of general, it's worth bringing up because it is an issue. Mm. So, Courtney, with yourself, how do you make time? Where do you find the time? Because in the end, here's the thing. Whether you've got kids where you don't have kids, once you get to this thing called adulthood, you're going to be busy because the time's going to be filled up with something or some things. Absolutely. So kids, no kids, like irrelevant, we're all busy. So Courtney, you're busy. Yes. How do you make the time or where do you find the time to get this stuff done?
0: Well, I think it comes down to you can't just invent more time in the day. The time in the day (laughs) is the time in the day it's set. So all I do is I tend to look ahead. I mean, I, I like to plan. I'm a planner. I like to have an idea day-to-day what I'm doing, where I'm going. And within that, I plan where when I'm going to the gym, when I'm not going to the gym, when I'm doing my food prep, when I'm not doing my food prep. I mean, it, it it's just a matter of looking in the fridge one day when I'm getting some food out and seeing okay, we're starting to run low on a few things. I know within the next day or so, I'm going to need to go to the supermarket and do a stock up. And so then all it comes down to in my mind is starting to plan out how my next day and a, and a bit looks then in order to get that done. Um, and, and I and I think it just comes down to that. I think it's just prioritizing what needs to be done. And then for me, it's just logically in which order I'm am I going to get it done in. So... No, I don't have a nine-to-five job where I sit in an office all day, but I do have several different jobs on the go at once. So I am often here, there, and everywhere. I'm in my car. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm going everywhere. So it might be a matter of getting up that little bit earlier and getting shopping done before I've got to go to work or I've got to to be somewhere. It might be a matter of doing it on my way home when I can't be stuffed and it's 8.30 at night but I'm going to go and do it anyway. Um, These days with supermarkets, opening times – there's not really an excuse for saying, oh, well, I couldn't get to the supermarket before it well, closed. Plenty
2: of 24-hour ones now.
0: So there's there's always a way around it and there's just a matter of prioritizing what needs to be done and planning it out. And, that, and that's all I think it, it comes down to for me. It's just looking at my next day or two ahead of time, sometimes even my next week, and figuring out how I'm going to fit everything in. Now, sometimes shit happens and it doesn't work out the way I planned it. And that's just life. Um, but I adjust on the fly and I and I figure things out as I go along. Um, I've never, I can say I've never found myself in a situation where I've run out of food and I literally have nothing. Um, and just, it's the same thing where I've found myself, maybe I found myself in a situation where I, I literally cannot get to the gym today um, when I had planned to. But that's the benefit of having a program that, Means that I don't have to be somewhere at a very set time all the time, so I can switch it out one day and say, you know what? Okay, um, I was supposed to do cardio today. Um, I I can't do my cardio today um, for X Y Z. I'm going to go for a walk um, instead. I'm going to get up early before um, I've got to go to work or I've got to be somewhere. I've got to be at a meeting, and I'm going to have breakfast after breakfast, and I'm going to go for a walk. So it's just organizing my day. So if shit happens and I need to switch some things around, I can, um, but I've got an idea of how my next couple of days are looking ahead of time. Does that make sense?
2: Of course it does.
0: That's how I deal with it. It's obviously different for every person, um, but that's how I deal with it. And I think it's also the most important thing when it comes to time is not to panic. A lot of people just panic and say, well, I don't have the time, and that's just it. Well, stop, relax. If something goes wrong in your day, relax, don't panic. Think it through clearly and come up with other options. That's, that's the main thing that I've dealt with time, time management. Mm. Do you have anything else to add on that, Matt?
2: Do I ever because I'm a bit different <laughs> to you with this. Um, when it comes to the whole idea of time, do I have the time to do all this stuff I need to do question number one is, am I worth slicing out the time for hell fucking? Yes, I am. So I'm proud to say I am selfish and self-centered when it comes to this. So I plan what I do in terms of my work around having to do certain things. Like I've got to go and get a training session in. I've got to cook up certain foods. I've got to go do the shopping. If it's my turn to do the shopping, for example, Um, it is one of the, uh, it's like a top priority. I'm a top priority in my life. Mm. Now, if I had kids, of course, they're going to be the top priority and I'm going to be right there with them. You know what I mean? Mm. Because in the end, when it comes to this, whether, for example, I've got kids or not, who's going to do this for me?
0: No one. No
2: so, for me, the first big question is, am I worth the investment? And that's, I think that goes beyond time. I think that goes into money as well. Am I worth the time investment? Am I worth the financial investment? Mm. Like, you know, I can't afford a gym membership. If I can, I'll spend my last $10 on a gym membership. Mm. Because I'm worth it and the outcome is worth it to me. So... I I have a rule, a simple rule in life, which is whenever you say yes to something, you must say no to something else. So we've all got that whole 24 hours in a day. We all know this. And we keep saying yes, yes, yes to all these other competing interests. Something else has to give. Now, with most people I've noticed that I've worked with, the thing that gives is them. So I'm going to sacrifice my own well-being for A, B, C, D, E. Me personally, I, do, I just don't do that. Mm. So let's say, for example, Courtney and I have, well, tomorrow. Tomorrow we have to do our leg session at the gym. Now, if someone said to me, oh, Matt, can we have a meeting or can we have a chat at, at whatever that particular time is going to be, say 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to say no. I'm going to schedule it around that.
1: Mm.
2: That's just how I work. So I just will put myself ahead of it because I know if I have to do something, for example, work related, it will be there when I get back.
1: Mm.
2: You know, or if you ask me to do a favor, if Courtney says to me, oh, Matt, can you, do, can you do ABC for me? If it's not life or death and it can wait, I'll do it when I'm done.
0: Yeah, it's just prioritizing then, isn't it? It is. I mean, Prioritizing uh, yourself is what you're saying.
2: Exactly. That's exactly what it is. So I don't yeah. want to oversimplify it. But I just, I just put my and have for a long time now put myself at the top of the of the pile. I've noticed over the years, and it's been a while since this has been an issue because I've realised it. Whenever um, I've slacked off, it's when I've put other things ahead of me.
1: Mm.
2: So I don't let that happen because I'm worth it. Because as far as I know, this is the only body I've got, the only life I'm going to live. I'm going to get the most out of it. Mm. I'm going to get the most out of it in the best shape and health and frame of mind that I can. So if you ask me who are the five most important people in my life, I'm going to be one of those five.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah?
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: All right. Lucky last. What's the last one?
0: Confusion slash don't know where to start slash noise. (laughs) We just thought we'd put them all in there because they're all sort of the same thing.
2: Yeah, it's all the same thing. So a lot of people struggle with motivation because there is so much information out there when it comes to weight loss. We've said it before, we'll say it again. Google weight loss and look at how many hits you get back um, and how many different methods you get.
0: Well, just look at your social media. Look at even the TV. Look how many weight loss products or weight loss programs they're advertised on the TV on social media, every celebrity now comes out with their own weight loss... Um, Gimmick? Well, program, really. You've got everything from athletes to celebrities coming out with their own weight loss programs or their weight loss methods books, um, of how they've done it or, you know, all these sort of things. And, and a lot of the time, they're the face of it, but they've got nutritionists and they've got trainers actually writing the programs and writing the... Um, the diet plans. Most of them come with actual diet plans. So, you know, it, it's all very confusing and it's all very, um, a lot of it's, you know, very glips and glamour and, you know, it has all these promises and all this sort of stuff. And often short term. Often short term. Again, they've all got generally start and end dates. Um, and it's just it can be really confusing about who to who to go with. You know, some people might be listening to us right now thinking, "Oh, I think you guys are full of shit." Um, we are, but that's fine. But that's, that's true. There is a lot of stuff out there, and there's no right or wrong necessary. Well, there are. Um, but oh
2: yes, there are. But
0: for you, for every individual, I've had people come up to me and say, "Yeah, but I've I've done this diet and it worked for me." Well, great. That's great for you. Um, and I hope you can sustain that for the rest of your life. Awesome. So sometimes these things do work for certain people, but it's, it's a minefield out there. And when you've made the decision to change and you're trying something, the last thing that you need is for people to be coming up to you saying, well, why are you doing that?
2: Why are you having carbs?
0: Why are you doing that? Or, or you're we, having
2: too much protein. We were
0: going to invite you out for dinner, but we didn't because we didn't think you were going to be able to eat it.
2: Why do you lift weights?
0: You're going to get big and bulky. You're going to look like a boy.
2: You need to detox.
0: Wow. Why are you exercising when you're in holidays? Relax. Eat whatever you like. You're on holidays. Why don't you take
2: this supplement?
0: There's a lot. There's a lot out There's there. There's a
2: lot of fucking noise out there. And often the, the big issue here of these three things is really it leads to I don't know where to start. Because it's, it's very easy to second guess yourself. Mm. Now, I'll take the lead on this one. Um, I, I found for myself... There's, there's two ways um, that really help overcome this. Uh, one, and this is probably the hardest one, is keeping a focus on what you're doing and giving it time.
1: Mm.
2: I think that also probably ties into expectations. Yeah. The big one as well, I actually think, is the support network. Yeah. So who are you aligning yourself with? So I know, for example, whenever Courtney and I are working with a client, we always tell them, you need to listen to us and you need to trust us. If they don't trust us, honestly, get out.
0: Well, the, well you're going to waste your time and your money and you're going to waste our time.
2: Yep. And because it
0: will lead to disaster, unquestionably.
2: Yeah, it, it does. Um, so I, I, think, I think your support network and who you align yourself with is critical. So generally, an easy recommendation is if you're going to have a support network or you're going to, for example, work with people, make them people who have done what you want to do and you can relate to them and vice versa. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a bit of empathy there. So let's take me. Let's say take me, you know, a few years ago, I want to turn my whole life around and not be heavily obese and very unhealthy. A role model for me wouldn't be an olympic marathon runner.
0: No, an endurance athlete or, you know.
2: A role model for me would be someone who has walked in the walked in the shoes that I've walked in and walked down the path I want to walk down. Yeah. So I I think I think with this who you align yourself with is critical.
0: Yeah, I think so because again, we're talking about not relying on motivation. And I think a lot of people do that when they're saying, "Oh, I need to start, you know, losing weight or I want, to, I want to do this, but I'm just not motivated yet. So I haven't started. So also remember when it comes to starting something, not only do you um, need to look at who you're aligning yourself with, you need to also forget the fact that you are going to be motivated to do it. Um, it's just not going to happen. It's just like Waiting, you know, waiting for the right time to do anything. It's like waiting, waiting for the right time to move house or waiting for the right time to have a child or, you know, all this sort of stuff. You know, most people will tell you there's no right time, you know, to do all this sort of stuff. You can't predict what's going to happen in the future. So if, if you're, if you're committed and you're ready to make a change, then now is the right time. Yeah. Motivation or no motivation, because motivation, even if you've got it at the start, it's not going to last long.
2: No, the uh, the bloom does come off the rose um, when you start something new. So the first couple of weeks, oh, this is very exciting, and then it becomes
1: work.
0: It's like the honeymoon period at the start. You, oh, you're is. starting something new. It's like starting a new job. You know, it's it's all exciting, and then and then the 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 realistic nature of what you're doing kicks in, and it's hard work. It hurts. You know, you you you're stepping outside your comfort zone. You're developing a new normal. Uh, in your life, and it's, I mean, it's hard. Like, you know, the old saying... If it wasn't if
2: it, if, hard, if, yeah.
0: That's right. Everybody would do it, and we would have no one overweight in and the we, entire world. And
2: we'd be out of a job.
0: But that is incorrect. It's very easy to put on weight for a lot of people. Not for everyone, but for, for a lot of people, it is incredibly easy to put on weight. I am I, one I, of those people.
2: I would say for... Um, Anyone listening to our podcast ever, it's easy for them to put on weight. Yes,
0: yes. But in saying that, it is very hard to lose weight.
2: Yeah, it is. And often it can, come, it, it can be hard because the focus is on the wrong areas. There's confusion. Yeah. Um, so I do agree when it comes to, you know, I don't know where to start. Um, talk to someone.
0: Yep,
2: 100%. Talk to someone who's walked the same path that you want to walk. And and trust and trust the process.
0: Yeah, help you gu- help guide you through it.
2: Uh, so I know I know for me, whenever I second guess myself along the way, and I have plenty of times, there's people I would talk to to help refocus. Yeah, because that support network is so critical. And yeah. often for us, we talk to each other.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you and I, Matt, we do talk to each other. I'm I've got friends um, that. Do you? Yeah, I know, it's amazing. I've got a few very close friends that uh, also are in the process or have been in the process of changing their body shape and I'll catch up for breakfast and, and come out of that breakfast you know after a good chat with one of those um close friends of mine with like a whole new sort of perspective on a couple of things and it's just been really nice to have a chat with someone who's either going through at the same time as me or has been through what i'm going through and you can just sort of bounce ideas off each other or hey i had this and it really negatively affected me and oh i'm having that and i've noticed that i've been a bit bloated lately i'm going to cut it out and see how much that changes you know, the way I'm feeling. And then I'll get a phone call from or a message from her, you know, a couple of weeks later saying, hey, you know, that really worked for me. Thanks so much, you know. And it was just in conversation, you know, these little things come up and it's great to bounce ideas off each other and things like that. So it it's 100% about who you surround yourself with.
2: It's amazing what communication does.
0: Yeah, and just talking about it. So, well, there, there are five... Real categories, anyway. This has gone on a bit long, longer than we had anticipated. We've we've Um, gone
2: long, so I think we'll put a bow on it.
0: Yeah, we won't do. We'll save our email. We did have an email to do, but we'll save it for our next episode. But I hope this has really been helpful. I hope you take out of the fact that we just went through those five categories that have where people bring up to us the most and relate it to motivation. Now we just talked about those five categories, and we barely mentioned motivation at all because the way matt and i deal with each of those things has nothing to do with whether we're motivated or not
2: well it, it it does have something to do with it but it's more we don't focus on the issue of motivation we focus on what we're doing to work around it
0: correct that is a better way to, 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 to make put it. it a non-factor yes so i hope that you are able to get something from that please contact us uh via email at uh podcast at the weight po- at who start again See, I've spoken for too long. Now my lips aren't working. Um, Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. That's where you can send any questions that you have that you'd like us to answer on our upcoming episodes. Also, any episode topics that you would like us to cover, please uh, send them through to us. We are always open to discussing whatever you need clarification on. We
2: love feedback. So we really hope this has helped please do reach out to us um, and get in touch. Let us know your own sort of approach to dealing with issues when it comes to motivation because we love getting other people's perspectives. Uh, So reach out and get in touch and we will speak to you soon.
0: Bye. Get more free tips. Listen to previous episodes and
1: contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.